Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. Over the almost two years that I have recorded this podcast, I've spoken many times about the issue of abortion, principally in episode 53, in which I spoke about the perspective of Jewish law on abortion. The decision by the Supreme Court this past week is so terribly upsetting, so horribly threatening to women throughout this country, not just in terms of taking rights away from them, not just in terms of taking decision-making powers away from them, that's a very serious issue, but in terms of the threat that it will present to the health of women who will be forced to carry to term a pregnancy that may be endangering to them, who will face tremendous emotional and psychological turmoil, whether for financial reasons or other emotional reasons, who will have difficulty perhaps finding medical care in the event of a difficult pregnancy or in the event of a miscarriage. This is not pro-life. I understand how somebody who feels that life begins at conception would be completely opposed to abortion. I understand that. But making such a hard and fast rule that abortion is not available to women or is available only under the most extreme circumstances is a threat to the existing life of the woman. Yes, according to Jewish thought and I believe that the fetus does present potential life and it's sacred in its own way. But the life of the mother takes precedence. And what we're dealing with now is a, is a situation in many states in which women will not be able to get the care that they need to remain healthy, physically, psychologically, emotionally. And that is not pro-life. This is a horrendous decision, and I hope that steps can be taken in our country to somehow undermine the effects of this decision and allow women not only the choice, which is critical, but also allow women's lives and health to take precedence over the potential life, yes, of a fetus. Because truly, that would mean what that would be a decision that is pro-life. It's a very upsetting, upsetting ruling as far as I am concerned. And I urge you to make your voice heard on this issue to your elected officials and to think about the implications and to do what we can to hopefully reverse this trend that is taking place in our country. Now, on a different note, I want to talk about the Torah portion of Korach. It's a fascinating Torah portion in which Korach and two others, Datan and Aviram, and a third, On, and then 250 others rebel against Moses and Aaron's leadership. They claim that Moses and Aaron have taken too much power for themselves, that the entire people are holy, and that they have elevated themselves above the community of Israel. 
Now, it's a fascinating discussion. It's a fascinating story. And I want to share with you one particular point that was made by a great philosopher and Torah commentator whom I don't always agree with, in fact, don't agree with some of his basic philosophical thoughts about halacha, about Jewish law, but this is a fantastic comment, and I think it really, really is worthwhile to consider. The philosopher's name is Yeshayahu Leibovitz, and he makes a comment on one phrase in the Torah portion of, of Korach. And uh, in the course of this, uh, Korach and, and his band come to Moses and Aaron and they say, Rav Lachem, you have gone too far. Ki kol kulam kedoshim, for all of the community is holy. Kulam kedoshim, we're all holy and you have elevated yourselves above us. Yeshayahu Leibovitz's comment is brilliant. He says, right there is the problem that reveals what Korach's real personality is, his arrogance and his self-righteousness. Because he says, all of the people are holy. What's wrong with that statement? What's wrong with it is that when the word holiness is applied to the people in the course of the Torah, it is always conditional. We have this line in the, in the book of Exodus before the giving of the Torah where God says to Moses, I took you out on eagle's wings. I brought you to me. If you observe my laws and observe my commandments, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. It's conditional on observing the laws of the tradition and the laws and the commandments of the Torah. Later in the book of Leviticus, in what's known as the Holiness Code, we read, God says to, to the people, Kedoshim tihiyu ki kadoshani, you should be holy for I am holy, says God. And what follows is an entire list of ethical commandments. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do not hold a grudge. Uh, revere your mother and your father. Observe the Sabbath. There are ritual commandments as well involved in this particular section. And it's clear that the idea of being holy depends upon the observance of these commandments. So what Korach says to Moses is, we are all holy. We are not all holy. We are trying to be holy. We are striving to be holy. We are striving to be better people. And whenever we come to the conclusion that we are holy in this context, that means that we have, we've stopped trying. We've achieved our goals. And we've never achieved our goals. Not as individuals, not as a people, not as a nation, not as a world. So Korach comes to Moses, and even though, at a point, we're all on the same level, he said it the wrong way. And maybe the idea that Yeshayahu Leibovitz's comment is making is that Moses and Aaron and the leaders of the people, and hopefully this is true of religious leaders in all different religions and denominations and political leaders for that matter as well, if you take the word, the, the, the religious context out of the word sacred, is trying to lead 
their people to become more holy and not to set a, an expectation that holiness has been achieved. And maybe Moses and Aaron in the course of this portion, in the course of the Torah, are struggling with what it means to be holy, while Korach feels he's already achieved it. And that's where this whole rebellion is undermined. The word halachaf, the word that refers to Jewish law, comes from the word to walk, to go. It's a path. We never reach the end of the path. We always need to continue to strive to be, to be better people, to reach a, a higher state of holiness. But if we ever get to the point where we say, we are, we have achieved our goals, then we really aren't living up to what really is the challenge of our faith and I hope of all faiths, and that's to continue to improve as individuals, as people, and as a world. Until next time, thank you.